Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Water Cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast, brought to you by the Believe Network, the number one network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. My name is Ryan Saber, the most electrifying voice in sports information, and with me as always. It's me, it's me, it's Lukey C. What are we talking about today? Again. I say this every week. This is going to be a quick one. I think we are going to do. I wanted to talk about free agency. I want to do a free agency rapid fire, but with the NFL turning into the NBA with all the trades that are happening, we're going to do a little bit of an NFL off season rapid fire. Are you ready? Let's go. Before we get into the show, a word from Bet Online. It's that time of year as college basketball takes center stage with the NCAA tournament finally upon us. If you're looking to wager this year, betonline.ag is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info, along with the greatest contests, including the bracket contest, where you have a chance to take home the top prize. You got anything this week? I do. I'm going. Uh, our, our buddy, our buddy Greg, hit the F1 winner last week. He, did. he gave me he gave me some inside scoop for this week, and uh, I'm going with Max Verstappen plus 150 versus the field, the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix. Max Verstappen versus the field. So you're not gonna take a victory lap on a sport that you know almost nothing about on Sunday morning this week. I mean, I'm always gonna take victory laps. It was fun. I, I watched the race. Believe it or not, I watched the race because there was nothing on TV. As did I. And, you know, Red Bull obviously imploded. Oh, about, it was so great. With about three laps to go. It was interesting. That was that was the best part of the whole race. Yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, you know, the Ferrari team is is really, really strong, as, you know, Greg and, um, and Luke talked about last week. So, obviously, if you have not heard the F1 preview that we did last week, listen to it. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. All right. A little rapid fire. Let's start with free agency. Then we'll move into some trade stuff. And then I got a couple questions at the end to kind of take us from where we're at today into the future. Okay, you go with that? Let's do it. Most impactful free agent. That could mean a couple of things, right? Maybe best contract, best value, uh, best fit for the team, helps improve, you know, the single signing that helps to improve his team the most. I think that... It could you could go a couple different directions with this one, but who do you think was the most impactful free agent signing? Um, that's tough, man. I I think it's probably one of the tackles, to be honest with you, um, that have signed in the past couple days, either Teron Armstead to the Miami Dolphins or Lyle Collins to the Cincinnati Bengals, and I think I probably lean Collins just because he's kind of like that last little piece that they didn't. They didn't really have after they addressed uh, center and guard earlier in free agency. So yeah, I'll go with Collins, and he only signed for ten million a year. Where Teron Armstead, I think, signed for like a lot more than that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not exactly he sure. He signed five for seventy-five. 
Five for, okay, so yeah, he got, uh, what's that, 15? Yeah, and, and Collins got 10. So yeah, I'll go with Collins. I think that that was probably, you know, a home run. As a Browns fan, I was um, a little upset when I saw that one come through. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with that one. Yeah, look, I think it's Collins for sure. I agree with you on that, which, you know, maybe surprising, maybe not. I kind of called this, right? I mean, it look, thanks, Costas, right? I mean, I, I don't think it took a genius to figure out that Cincinnati was going to address the offensive line. But I would say the single most impactful co- signing was Collins to the Bengals. But if you couple that, they've also brought in a center via free agency. They've brought in, brought in a guard via free agency. So that team is really making a commitment and saying, all right, look, we passed on the tackle last year in the draft. We elected to go Jamar Chase. Obviously, that was that was the right move, right? But now it's time for us to sit here and say, all right, Joe, we need to get you some protection. So I think, you know, getting a guy like Collins, who's a he's a stud. There's no question about it. He's a stud. He's had a great career with Dallas. I just think it's the right move. So I'm going to say Collins is the most impactful, and I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, that much to go there. All right, so we talked about most impactful. Let's just put it out there. What is the worst contract you've seen so far in free agency? I mean, it's Christian Kirk, and we don't have to talk about it. It's 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 hands down the worst. So I'm I'm gonna I'm not even gonna talk about it. We can move on to the second one, which was done by the same team, and it's Zay Jones. What the fuck are they doing? Like. <laughs> They're just out here. I, I I know that they tend to do this every single offseason where they're just out here spending money hand over fist, but they're not even going and getting like the top guys at the position or, or like it doesn't even feel like they're attempting to go and get well, the top guys. They're getting the top guys they can get. I, I guess, but like, <laughs> I, I, I don't there, like, buddy. Okay, well, let's see. I, I know that Allen Robinson was there, left there. You know, he ends up at a great spot with a great contract, you know, for him. Why couldn't they just offer that, throw that at, at Allen Robinson? I mean, it's early in free agency. Maybe he didn't know what he was doing. But yeah, like it, it's it's Christian Kirk and, and Zay Jones for me. Like those those two contracts are just insane. And I guess I guess in the past few days the the, the wide receiver market has been even reset again. So, um, but I don't think that any point will will that Christian Kirk deal look like a bargain. So like I, I'm I'm going with Kirk. Yeah, and, would they give him five for five for seventy two, four for seventy two? <laughs> you got four for eighty. Four for eighty. Yeah, I mean that's that's bad. I think it was up to eighty, but yeah, it was like four for seventy with with incentives to like eighty two. I'm gonna say before I answer this question, I'm actually gonna kind of cheat a little bit. I'm gonna say the contract that I like the best. I like that one year, ten million dollar show me deal that DJ Chark got with Detroit. If you think about all the money that's being thrown at some of these wide receivers, I talked about Shark being a guy that I liked. Uh, for him to only get, you know, ten million, that, that's that's a steal for a team like Detroit. I really wish the Browns would have brought him in on a similar deal, but we'll talk a little bit more about them maybe later. The one that I was like, what the fuck? Von Miller's gonna be thirty three years old when the season starts. He got a six-year, $120 million deal. Linebackers, and I get it, you know, the, the cap is fake. A lot of these contracts, the way that they're structured now, it's a six-year deal, but it's really a three-year deal because all the all the money's paid up front and there's no dead money in the last three years or whatever. But just on paper, to give a 33-year-old linebacker six years, $120 million, it's just... <sighs> 
that one was when it came across the screen. I think it was last Friday night. I was sitting at the bar and it came across the screen. I was just like, what the fuck is that? So that's the one so far that has shocked me the most for face value. When you think about the player, where they're at in their career, the length and years, the money. I mean, I, Von Miller's still a really good player. I just don't think he's a $20 million a year player anymore. Yeah, and um, you know, Chandler Jones got three for 51, and, and Von Miller's deal is actually three for 52. I'm not sure if he'll, if he'll live up to it, but much like what LA's doing, if Buffalo, who is the Super Bowl favorite, goes on to win the Super Bowl this year, then it doesn't matter. You know, and so I, I think from that from that regard that that it, it is worth it. Uh, but I totally agree with what you're saying. You know, I don't think he had a sack with L.A. until he got to the super or to the playoffs, and then uh, you know once he got there, he he was fine. You know, he actually played really well. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. You know, and it'll, he'll never he'll never get past year three there. It's a it's a three year fifty two million dollar deal, and um, yeah, yeah. So until uh, he's thirty five, right, or thirty six, whatever. Yeah, yeah. To like his 36 year old season, yeah, something like that. Buffalo's chances obviously got a lot better today to, they to did. win the Super Bowl. Think, they've improved like each day through uh, yeah. free agency. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, been a, it's been a great free agency period for Buffalo. Uh, and I will say the reason why we say that for those of you who maybe haven't seen it or live under a rock or, or just don't follow it as closely, Tyreek Hill got traded from Kansas City to Miami today. So that kind of led, lends us or transitions us here to to talk about the trade market, right? And there's been a lot of trades, a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of defensive players, a lot of big-name players have moved similar to the way the NBA works. To recap, it yes. was uh, nine trade. Nine players have been traded in the month of March, totally, and, and those players combined for 39 career Pro Bowls. And those guys, nine, so nine players have switched teams. And it's not just like, I mean, there's guys that are moving in the prime of their careers. You know, it's not just like the Russell Wilsons and the Matt Ryans. I mean, probably two of the top three or four wide receivers in the NFL were traded in the last week. Um, you know, a quarterback in his in his prime. Twenty could be argued two of the top two. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's just, it's crazy the guys that are moving, the defensive players that are moving. So, and again, you could probably evaluate this on a number of different levels. Value, bang for the buck, the level of improvement that this player does for that team, you know, all those things. I think you can evaluate this a couple different ways, but what do you think was the best trade so far? Uh, it's tough. I'm going to say just from a st strictly like improves your chances and just improve the team's chances. I I'm going with uh, I'm going with Russ to the Broncos <laughs> just because like, we, I mean, they were stuck. Drew Locke wasn't taking them anywhere and, and they go from maybe they go from uh, the fourth best team to only the third best team in, in the division. But I still think that, you know, with Russ, you have hope and um According to Kevin Cole's uh, improvement index over at PFF, you know he's got them as the number one team. So uh, I'll go with Russ as the best trade. I was going to go a couple different directions here. I, I spent probably the most time of, of the five or six questions that I'm going to ask you thinking about this one. And I think the Tyreek Hill trade today puts this trade in perspective. 
Tyreek Hill was traded to Miami for five picks. Devontae Adams, who probably unquestionably is the best wide receiver in the NFL, was traded to the Las Vegas Raiders for a first and a second this year. So Las Vegas, in essence, trades a top 10, right? Top 10, maybe, or mid-tier, top 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 half first-round pick, top half second-round pick for the rights to make Devontae Adams up until whenever this Tyreek Hill restructure renegotiation comes up, the, the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history. I think if you, you think about the relationship he already has with Derek Carr, the dynamicness, the dynamic nature of that offense with a Hunter Renfro, with a Darren Waller, with a running game that they're committed to, they have a fairly decent offensive line. They've improved the defense. I mean, if they don't make that move, they're probably a playmaker on the perimeter away from being a real contender, right? So they give up a first and a second round pick. And look, that's a team that nobody is talking about right now. It is no secret that this podcast is a fan of Derek Carr. I think this is exactly what he needs to project him, you know, from a from a mid-tier quarterback really up maybe even into that second tier of quarterbacks, probably right down at the bottom of the second tier. But I, I think the Devontae Adams was the Devontae Adams trade was the best one. I, I think it it has it's the most impactful. And oh, by the way, with all the high-powered offenses in the AFC West. Now you, you got, I mean, there's just for, for a number of reasons, Las Vegas had to make that move. Now, clearly, I mean, Kansas city, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't look, I'm not going to sit here. I am the number one knocker of, of Kansas city and Patrick Mahomes and, and all that historically, I actually feel bad for them, but I just, it changed that, that whole division has changed so dramatically over the last two and two two and a half weeks. Yeah, it's wild. Um, you know, I like you said, Las Vegas felt they had to make that trade just to keep up, and it is interesting to see Kansas City kind of go in the opposite direction there. But they reload reload a little bit with those five picks, like you said. They're gonna need. And look, I saw a lot of bad takes on just the salary cap in general today, but also. Right on uh Mahomes deal like people Mahomes don't understand the way his deal works. Right. Mahomes he's deal like 30 million or 35 million dollars this year or something. He's counting 35 against the cap. And that's like look, could they could they have maybe kept or or, or paid um Tyreek Hill, you know, 30 uh whatever he got, 20 I think he got 26 a year. Maybe not. Maybe maybe that is a direct implication of the cap because of of, of guys like Frank Clark and uh Maybe they didn't def- want to. A defender that I'm thinking. Maybe they didn't want to because the guy is is a speed and quickness guy, and he's 27 years old, and they did they didn't want to, you know. So if I if I'm a team that's trading for him, I, I don't know that I'm super anxious to throw five picks at a team that's like, yeah, you know what, you know, we got a reasonable cap hit on our starting who's the best quarterback in the league, and we're deciding not to give him this money. We're deciding not to get. So I, that would kind of like just in the back of my mind be like, ah, yeah, well, it's like yeah, Tyree Kill, this is fun and and great and. I don't doubt that Mike McDaniel will figure out the best way to use him, but it, it is a little bit like, ooh, man, they're just willing to let this guy go when Mahomes deal, I think 26 or 27 is when it starts to get really cap prohibitive, and that's probably when he can start They'll to restructure him. <laughs> right, right. And that if it's a three-year deal for, for 
for Hill, you know, he's up at that point. So I, I don't know. I, I, that would make me, that would, that would give me pause. But, um, I, I don't disagree with you though on, on, uh, on Adams to Vegas. I think that that's, you know, I think it's, it's, it's if it's not the best trade, it's, it's the second best trade for me. But, but yeah. So which was the worst? Oh, it's Carson Wentz for two thirds. Indy basically traded Car- uh, Carson Wentz for Matt Ryan and got a third round pick back. That's a, a no brainer. Like that's yeah. Like yes, do it yesterday. But yeah, definitely is definitely Carson Wentz for for uh, for two thirds. It looks like Washington. I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know if they were if they were just like let's just get this done and didn't didn't feel like waiting. But man, there was just so many there was just so many better deals out there. Even the even the guys that signed. Jameis in New Orleans and and Mariota, I'd I'd rather I'd rather roll a dice with them than and Jimmy Jimmy uh, Garoppolo still sitting out there. Probably get him for two thirds now. Baker Mayfield still sitting out there. I, you know any of those guys over Carson Wentz. So I yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Six. <laughs> they were the first ones to uh, to get to the table, and and they they made. Uh, somehow in all of these deals that followed, they made the worst. They made the worst one. Yeah, it's Carson Wentz. And here's the thing that really shocks me, and it's 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 Washington to a T. This fucking team called all 31 other teams to inquire about the, their quarterback situation. So many quarterbacks have been moved. And you mean to tell me after getting a head start on this thing and having these conversations with all these teams that you sat back and said, okay, you know, Seattle's interested in moving their guy. Atlanta's probably going to move their guy. Houston's going to move their guy. There's going to be a domino effect when some of those guys are moved. You know what? Fuck it. Let's go get the kid in Indy. Let's go get Carson Wentz. Like, who the fuck? I think somebody should be fired for that. After the dust settles, you were the team that got Carson Wentz, and you got him second like he lived that that's the domino that dropped after russell wilson was traded who's the gm is rivera running the whole show no, no he's no not. okay there was the guy allen bruce allen that was friends no he's, with Snyder. he's gone. He got canned right and i don't know who replaced him martin mayhew martin mayhew I, I think that's another one of those lifelong nfl guys that has bounced around front office to front office how Former old is he Former cornerback, fifty-six years old. Yeah, he should be fired. Yeah, as an executive, he's been with Washington, Detroit. He's in Detroit for about fourteen years, and he was with the Giants for a few years, or for one year, with the Niners for a few years. So, yeah, he should be fired. Yeah, it's uh, when you when you just take a look back and see, not even just the the quality of players that move, but uh, just at, at what stuff costs now, and like like we mentioned. You know the the two free agents that signed from the same draft class, Winston and Mariota, their, their deals are cheaper than what you're paying for Wentz. You would have paid less in draft capital if you would have waited till just right now to trade for Baker Jimmy Mayfield. Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield. Yeah, you know those guys. I don't those know guys, if San Francisco wants to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. They might not now. I, th- I, mean, I think they, he. I think he may start the first half of the season. They. I think this is Jordan Love's situation where Trey Lance isn't ready. I just I feel like that domino, that Garoppolo domino would have fallen if it was going to. There's definitely something to that because we saw 
San Francisco tried to jump into the Deshaun Watson stuff. Their name was floated. Um, they didn't meet the the three picks criteria that that Houston required. And then um, I think it was Jason Lockenfora said on on local Cleveland radio, you know, <laughs> they could be in play for Baker. So like, there's definitely something there with Lance. Now that look, that was before, you know, the market has seemingly just went stale. But uh, on Baker Mayfield. On on all these quarterbacks, it seems like it's all set now. Like the Panthers, I think have to, are are the ones to make the next move. You know, there's still Seattle out there, but technically they they traded for a quarterback earlier this off earlier this month. So hard. I'm not sure if they're like settling in on that. I mean, and they DK, really pushed. DK went out, went out. <laughs> yeah, on a limb. Yeah, I ain't yeah. listening to the Drew Lock slander. Yeah. So. So yeah, I mean, I think honestly. I think that these teams that still need a quarterback are hoping that the Browns or the 49ers just cut bait, just cut their quarterbacks in the hopes that they can kind of get them without having to give up draft capital and let the Browns eat or, or the 49ers eat the salary. I think that all of these teams that still need a quarterback think that the night nearly night 18 and a half or whatever for Baker Mayfield and who the fuck knows what Jimmy Garoppolo's contract is, what his camp is for this year. It's but, 25. Yeah. My guess is those teams think that those players are not worth that much. So they want their incumbent team to eat it. They don't want to have to give up draft capital. They're going to sit back and use the shadow of the draft looming to try to create urgency on the team that has the player I'm going to tell you what right now. I don't think either of those front offices, Lynch or Andrew Barry, are going to cave to that kind of tactics. I mean, they'll wait. You know, I don't think they care. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, in, in Cleveland's case, there's no real – I mean, I don't really understand what the rush is. Like, There is none. The, the market's kind of just sitting there right now. I mean, they don't need the money to sign anybody – currently if they need to find if they need to sign somebody immediately they'll find a way to do it they don't have to start paying baker until games start i, I don't know what the bonus structure looks like in garoppolo's contract but his cap it is yet it's 20 27 mil you know i am interested who you know mary Kay cavett love mary Kay, the queen of cleveland sports media put out today or yesterday or whatever that pittsburgh would pounce <laughs> on the opportunity to get Baker Mayfield if the Browns cut him. Who do you th- who's floating that story? Like who does that benefit? I don't know. I don't know. I I thought about that today. I was sitting there and I was like like teams don't let this information get out unless they wanted to. Right? So who's putting that out there? I don't know. I don't know, but that was not the first time that I had heard that. I saw it somewhere else towards the end of last week before uh, Deshaun Watson had been traded. And I was texting with a, a group of my friends from, from, from home. And, you know, I was like, I need that to happen. I need, I need Baker to play for the Steelers. I think that would be just unbelievable. That's the only way I can't keep my picture up. <laughs> I need that to happen. I, uh, you know, for a guy that has to manufacture chips on his shoulder i don't think you'd have to manufacture much to go from cleveland to pittsburgh um in the manner you, you would have gone in, in the uh in, in the last week so all right which team we talked about free agency we talked about trades we talked about some specific free agent moves and in, in trades and things like that but just to look at what 
these 32 teams in the league have done as a whole so far, which team do you think up to this point prior to the draft starting and really with a lot of free agency left, but the, the most of the big name players are off the board. Which team do you think's improved the most? It's kind of a cop out because I'm going with this with the, with the same uh, answer I gave for best trade, but uh, I'm going with the Broncos. They do sit atop uh, that Kevin Cole's PFF uh, offseason improvement index, and I just think it turns them from you know, like I said, they might have been the fourth or third best team anyway, and they might still be in that division because it's insane. But they have a chance now. Like they they just didn't have one before. They probably weren't getting real close to the playoffs before, and now they have a real chance to to win a Super Bowl. So, yeah, I'm going with Denver. I would say that one that I think is sort of an honorable mention because I think their offense is going to be really fun next year is Miami. You know, they got Waddle. They brought in Tyreek. They signed Teron Armstead. They still got Kasicki. They brought in Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. Like, I think it's going to be a fun offense. Oh, so and I, Durham Smythe. They signed the tight end Durham Smythe as well. And Durham Smythe, who was what in in uh, Cincinnati? No, I think it was. I think it was Buffalo. Buffalo. Anyway, he was remember. like he was like a third string tight end somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're going to be fun. But honestly, in my humble opinion, I think the team that's improved the most from the when the league <laughs> calendar he was with, he was with started, the Dolphins before from. Oh, from when the league calendar started, the team that's improved the most is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They brought in a seven-time Super Bowl champion quarterback. They re-signed Chris Godwin, Carlton Davis. They brought in Russell Gage. They brought in Shaq Mason. They brought in Logan Ryan. Their Achilles heel last year was their secondary. They've brought back their best player in the secondary. Well, one of the best players in the secondary and brought in Logan Ryan. They've improved on that defense. They were, they're able to re- replace Antonio Brown with a player like Russell Gage. And, you know, look, when Brady retires, you think that that team's going in, or I did at least, thought that team was going to kind of go into rebuild mode and kind of strip it down and let some guys walk away and all that. Then all of a sudden Brady decides he's coming back. I mean, they're the favorite in the NFC right now. So they went from being in a two-week span or three-week span, they went from being in, you know, what was what was Bruce Arians saying, we'll run, we'll roll out there with Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> like, they went from Blaine Gabbert being their quarterback to possibly being back in the Super Bowl again for the second time in three years. So I'm going to say the team that has improved the most is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Maybe it's the same team that we saw lose on divisional weekend last year. So I'm not, not really that. I don't think bottom. it's the same team. Oh, they they resigned they resigned touchdown uh, uh, playoff Lenny too. I saw that gave him seven million a year. We know how those big contracts work out for running backs. I don't think that's a big contract for a running back. You haven't looked lately, have you? I don't look at running back contracts. I, I think know. I think he's close to top ten. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I'm pretty sure. The days of the $20 million, the um, Le'Veon There's only like five or six of those guys that have like those big contracts anymore. Yeah, I mean, Chubb's got one. I'm trying to think. I mean, who, I mean, Derrick Henry's got, got the – he's the highest paid running back in the NFL. Yeah, seven puts him at nine, right behind Saquon Barkley. Man. I'm sorry, ten. Ten. I like what Tampa did. I like bringing back Brady. I think that's a smart move. Yeah, they, they, they did a great job bringing him back. All right, 
Great recruiting pitch. I, I am surprised that the Browns, I mean, we did talk about Baker Mayfield a little bit, but I am surprised the Browns didn't come up in any of this. You know, obviously they traded for Deshaun Watson. I don't really want to get into that because it's such a polarizing statement. I, I think you and I, as, as fans of football or fans of our team on Sundays, you know, enjoy our team having a top flight quarterback, but it's obviously jaded in, in controversy that I think you and I both fully support. So I think we'll leave it at that. What I would say is fully supporting what let's let's make sure we we get that that message out there, right? That we the off field stuff is a major issue. Yes. Okay. Yes. I just right. want to make sure that that's conveyed, you know. Yeah. The off field um, stuff is a major, major issue. Yeah. I just I just want to I just do want I do want to say that like it I've struggled me, with it. It makes me really uncomfortable. Like that's sh- it. Like we have not really talked about the Deshaun Watson situation even before when he was not playing for the Browns and now that he is, it's a very polarizing topic. So and 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 we fully support the the people impacted and you know that that have negative emotions towards the Browns signing him. We we fully support that. Yes, if and you know if if fans want to leave the Cleveland Browns, I totally get it. I understand. Um I get it. If you want to stay and cheer on the quarterback that they just acquired, I I, I get that I get too. It. I'm not I'm not telling anyone how to fan how to how to feel about this. Um, like I said myself, I'm I'm struggling with it. Um, you know, I'll come right out and say before before the trade happened. Um, you know, I said I'd be able to separate the player from the man that's being charged, or I'm sorry, not being charged with anything. Who who has 22 pending civil suits of sexual uh, sexual uh, misconduct. But when the trade actually happened, I, you know, I've just struggled with it. Um, well, you know, I'm, not, I'm have, I'll just say I, I'm not in a big hurry to go and put my Browns hoodie on and walk around outside. I mean, I put Browns hats on and I've, and I've had to talk about it. But, you know, you and I had a phone conversation. I was conducting an interview when the trade went through last Friday. You sent me a text message and I called you and I said, is this real? And you said, yeah. And I said, all right. And we hung up the phone. Like there was no cheering. There was no, you know what I mean? Like it was a very sort of som- somber uh, exchange, but. Very subdued. Yeah. I mean, look, he's a really good football player. He's probably the best quarterback the Browns have had <laughs> maybe ever because Otto Graham couldn't play today. So. <laughs> You know, like, I mean, there's just so much to be torn and conflicted over. So I think that's that's a good point to stop at. I think our feelings are are clear. What I would say is their pursuit of Deshaun Watson has limited some of the other moves that they were able to make. They added some depth to the defensive line. What else have they done? They, they added traded, Grant. The, yeah, the, the, the Grant. They traded for Chase Winovich. They traded uh, subtraction by addition by subtraction by getting rid of Mac Wilson. I guess I know that kills you to say. I, I'm Chase Winovich is a Michigan man. I love it. I love it. Uh, I'm I know, not I know but I know, but you hate to see Mac go. You were you were a big fan of Mac. I'm not a fan that he cut his hair though. Like he had the long locks and he came in with like a fade. So I'm a little. I'm a little. Eh, I don't love that. I'd love them to keep the keep the lettuce hanging out of the helmet, but that's that's strike one. Strike two is that he's wearing number sixty nine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. A, that's I don't know. Okay, 
I guess my 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 question here, there is a question in here. <laughs> what else would you like to see the Browns do? I'd like to see him grab a receiver. Specifically. There's two names that have been pretty pretty closely linked, and I'd be fine with either of them. It's Jarvis Landry coming on back at a much lower number than uh, his 15 number that that we cut him that we cut from the salary cap earlier this offseason. And, and Will Fuller is, is another one. Um, obviously has a a very good chemistry with the the new quarterback, and uh, you know he does have some availability concerns. I think the only year that he played more than 10 or 11 games was he was uh I think he played 12 that year and he was suspended for four because he uh he failed for uh he failed a test for PEDs and was suspended so um but uh th- th- those are definitely two guys I, th- I think that they need a deep threat a-, a a credible deep threat I'd like to see him add on the defensive line you know, I know they they signed uh, that Taven Bryan, who's who's a depth guy, and uh, you know they have to lock up an edge rusher. I, they were had interest in trading for Daniel Hunter. I, I don't know if I, I don't know how you pronounce his name, but uh, from Minnesota, That's correct. But he restructured his deal so that they could bring in Zadarius Smith, and so that they could tag team it. Uh, so that that one's off the table. They're still in talks with Clowney. I'd love to have uh, love to have the Clown Man back. He had a great year last year, and um, do people call him that? I just did. So yes, they do. They do. Um, they do, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, definitely, definitely the defensive line is the biggest thing for me. If um, and, and a receiver, yeah, I think Clowney is number one, number one objective. Go out there. I saw eight, uh, you know, three for twenty four, eight million a year th- flown thrown around there. To I've also heard some people come back and say that the number is a little low, so that's not exactly what they're talking about. Look, regardless. I thought I saw two for twenty four. Good. I mean, it's twelve million a year, but I, I I like that. I like two for twenty four. Go go fucking go get Clowney. There's no reason why not to. But this is his mo. He's gonna sit. He's gonna wait it out. He's gonna let the market kind of set itself. But I think number one, that's the guy that we should bring back. I just think it makes sense. Miles Garrett likes him. They play well together. Clowney had a good year last year. He fits within the scheme. I just think it makes sense. And and the Will Fuller thing, I mean, yeah, I, for sure. Go sign Will Fuller. But, you know, I don't know if that's the only move you make. I mean, the, talking about Odell wants to come back. Talking about – no, Stop right there. What's the point? He can't play till December. This is a team that needs guys on the field. I, there's just, I just don't see how that that's even like a thing. Wait a minute. Okay, bring him back. Then, then, then wait and bring him back for twenty twenty three. I don't care. I mean, the point is, I, this team needs more than one wide receiver. <laughs> like they're not rolling out there. I don't believe with Amari Cooper, Will Fuller, Donovan Peoples Jones, and hey, they still got they still got the the forty fourth pick in the draft. I think that's a spot where you, you know there's going to be. George Pickens. could be, although, uh, yeah, either one of them. Um, although, uh, Daniel Jeremiah, uh, soon after the, the, the Tyreek Hill trade had mocked Christian Watson to the chiefs with that pick. I don't mind uh, in that. The first round. I would love to see Jahan Dotson drop to 44. You know, I, I think, think it like, I, I like think that's I, the perfect. I think if you think about what we have, especially if we bring in fuller, We've got like the bigger body guys. We need some like smaller, shiftier guys, or a smaller, shiftier guy. Yeah, I, I'm okay there. I, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike Jahan Dotson. Um, 
coming around on on John Mechie today. Mechie um, Sky Moore is another one. The kid from yes, uh, yeah. Western Michigan. He may be there. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> We've gone from like, all right, <laughs> Garrett Wilson. <laughs> Drake London. Now we're experts on the third tier, guys. We're like <laughs> John Mechie. We're watching Mechie. <laughs> I yeah, I, I, but I think Mechie, you know, he's a speedster and he's a little bit bigger. He gives you a little bit more size than um, than uh, Dotson. You know, he is coming off the injury, but uh, yeah, definitely Pickens could be in, in there for sure. Big fan of Pickens. I just that think kid, Pickens, Pickens and Fuller I, kind of play the same role. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, Six, three. Two and some change outside guy that's basically going to run goes. That um, Shakur from Boise State, he, he didn't really test well, so I don't know how he fits with 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 that. But um, you know that that was a guy that that I kind of liked. But uh, but yeah, I definitely don't think they're hamstrung. Even you know they definitely have to sign one, but I, I don't think they they have a huge problem going into the season. You know with you know say it is say it's Landry, say it's Landry Cooper. And DPJ. It's not ideal, but I, I don't think that that's I don't think that they're forced to do anything at that point. I think a lack of wide receiver depth has hurt us in the past. I'm a little concerned about the depth. I think you need to bring in like bring back what's his name that signed with Detroit that we cut last year. Um, Kadero Hodge. Bring back Kadero Hodge. He knows the fucking offense. It's your he'll be your fucking sixth guy. I mean, you you give me you give that look like. I don't know. I just I feel like I feel like, you know, uh, what's his name? Hollywood Higgins is gone. Landry's gone. Like we're down to it's it's bare bones. Do is, is, is Ryan Switzer still on the on the 53? He I don't think he was ever on the 53. <laughs> All right. You know, in the conversation where we talked about what else would you like to see the Browns do? We started talking about the draft and, and, and I want to have one draft question before we, before we finish this. And, you know, Malik Willis is a guy that I feel like I talk about every single week, had amazing pro day all over social media. Yesterday was the throw where he was, he reversed out through about 65 yards down the field, hit a guy, a receiver in stride. And then, ever, you know, the fans were cheering. It's, it's your typical pro day Twitter clip. Now that you see with every player every year, Kenny Pickett's hands an 18th of an inch uh, bigger at his pro day too. You still got bigger hands than him. I'm pretty sure of it. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. I, I took the chance to take a shot at Kenny Pickett there. What do you think is going to happen with Malik Willis? What's your gut telling you right now? Where do you think he's going to end up? I don't know. I keep seeing I keep seeing these mock drafts from from publications moving him up. He keeps going higher and higher and higher. I've seen him as high as two to Detroit, but the ones that like you know the ones that that really have like these connections that hear from teams. You know, like Mel Kiper, he had him going twentieth. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah released two mock drafts in the past two days. Didn't have Malik Willis in the first round. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I, I could see Pittsburgh at 20. That could be a spot for him. But we know as these as as the draft gets closer, these guys tend to get pushed up a little bit as uh, uh, coaches coaches and, and front offices catch up on all the all the prospect stuff from their scouting departments. They tend to move these guys up a little bit, so I don't know. I, I just think all the quarterback movement we saw 
this off this month <laughs> is an indicator that a lot of these guys are not fans of this class, you know, and that includes that includes Willis. So I don't know. I don't really I really have no idea. I'm paying more attention to Kuiper and, and DJ there not having them not having in the first round and having him at pick twenty. I think that's a much bigger deal than seeing these other mock drafts have him as high as number two and in the top ten. Yeah, look. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I, I really want to have Alex Gilstrap on. I'm going to reach out to him, and, and I want to get Alex's take on this because he's usually pretty dialed in. I mean, his life is studying this stuff. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say not only is he going in the first round, I don't think he gets past five. I think Detroit and Houston at two and three are, are real candidates, and I think if he gets past there, I think Atlanta and Seattle – are trade up candidates to four or five with the Jets or the Giants. Cause I think if he gets to six, I definitely think Carolina is going to take him. So I'm going to say he's not going to get past five because one of those teams, if he doesn't go at two or three, is going to end up jumping up and, and trying to get him. So that's my take on it. You know what? F- five weeks before the draft starts, but that's my take on it today. And we'll see. I mean, I just the buzz is the buzz is too strong right now. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I, I wouldn't nothing nothing would surprise me right now with him. All right, before we wrap up, a word from Athletic Greens. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that's top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing seventy five high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy... Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. All right. You got anything else? Actually, I got something. I'm no, going to make a change. I'm gonna make I got change. something. I got something. Boston for Utah. Boston for Utah. <laughs> oh, you can have Boston. Ain't going anywhere. Okay. I got Boston for Utah. <laughs> that was a little fucking dramatic right there. <laughs> what do you want? Let's see. Trading to Dallas for Chicago. I've already got the champs, so I guess it doesn't really matter. So yeah, I should definitely go Western Conference. Yeah, I'll, I'll take, uh, I'll trade in Chicago for Dallas. Hold on, I gotta make sure that we are up to up to snuff here. All right, so I just traded Utah, and would you have traded the Warriors or Utah? I just mm. got no, I got no faith in Utah, man. Shouldn't I? Shouldn't I pick up Utah? I guess. I guess it doesn't matter. They'll be there. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm. My, no, I would have traded Utah. There's a chance Curry comes back. So you you're taking Dallas. You're you're trading Chicago for Dallas. Yeah. Or da- that's what you traded before. 
No, I had you dropped I Dallas traded. for Chicago. Now you're dropping Chicago yeah. for Dallas. Yes. All right. And then last week, you who did you trade Cleveland for? Denver. Denver. All right. So there's been a lot of lot more movement this year than last year. So just so you have Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Dallas, Miami, and Denver. Yes. I have Philly, Golden State, Phoenix. Boston and Memphis. If I, I would have traded the Sixers before I would have traded Utah. Or, man, or, I really, or, I, I need, I need some Eastern. I need a little balance. It, we, it was way too unbalanced there. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go four in a row here. So, actually, Boston's really. I like that Boston. They have a, they, they could get there. Upcoming weeks, the NBA playoff push, man. I mean, it's we're we're getting into the, into the end part of the season. The playoffs start. What? Well, it's it's March twenty third. Don't they start at the beginning of May? They start in April. Yeah, maybe you're right. So in the upcoming weeks, we got the NBA playoff push, and we're going to start doing NFL draft prep. We There's got, only ten games left. Only ten games left. Okay, so this is probably where these teams. There might be one more change made. I don't know, but this is probably where these teams are gonna are gonna sit before we start actually earning points. I think Sunday, April 10th is the last day of the, the regular season, and then the oh, playoffs start like... Shit, that's two weeks away. Yeah. Yeah. Is the, isn't is Sunday, April 10th, is that Easter? I'm not sure. Or it might be the 18th. It might be the 18th. Yeah, it's the 18th, or the 17th. Yeah. Okay. For all you pop culture lovers and nerds out there, Zero Dark Nerdy. It's another podcast that we're affiliated with on the Believe Network. Follow them on social media, Facebook at Zero Dark Nerdy, Instagram at ZDN underscore podcast. Don't forget about us at WC Sports Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like, follow, subscribe. We are available on all your favorite streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you can find podcasts, you can find us. We are also available on the Believe Network, the number one network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. And as always, we are presented by the one and only BetOnline.ag and Athletic Greens. With that, we love you and enjoy your lives. Get you some Athletic Greens, baby. Somebody suck me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.